Welcome to the Defiant Spirit, a podcast about discovering meaning, purpose, and resilience in the most challenging, difficult, and darkest moments of our lives through what my teacher and mentor, Dr. Viktor Frankl, called the defiant power of the human spirit, that spirit that is within you, that spirit that is calling to you, that spirit that is you. I'm Dr. Baruch Halevi, and this is the Defiant Spirit, and now, on to our podcast. Welcome back, I would say, to the Defiant Spirit Podcast, but that's not what this is. This is the Defiant Spirit Podcast meets the Ariella Halevi Podcast, which we used to call Soul Centered. I think we're going to keep calling it Soul Centered. We always come back to the Welcome to your podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me. We always come back to the soul. What does that mean? Um, For us or for the world? For for us first, and then we'll get into the world. I think what it means is for us is that personally, you and I are very different. And that, is that shocking? And that um, you take more of a masculine stance and I take more of a feminine and that within both of those, we can't be one or the other. We have to find both feminine and masculine in each of us. So we used to have, we used to work more closely together and we always said we meet in the soul. And so if you think about meeting in the soul, the soul is not masculine, not feminine. It is one. It is eternal it is infinite and so that is where we meet sounds good to me it's been what has kept us going for almost 25 years coming up on 25 years do you um, know when no it's sometime <laughs> in May no. it's an ongoing debate so um you know one of the reasons why we wanted to do this podcast together is because we've been as, as everybody watching or listening, by the way, this is video and audio, so however you got to us, you got to us. Um, but we've been going through a very tumultuous time, like you. Anybody who's listening to our podcast are, as Dr. Victor would, Frankel would say, one of the decent people. There are only two races, the decent and the indecent. And this has been a past few weeks post-Hamas terror. And now as Israel is rooting out terror and all of that comes with that, um, a very tumultuous, depleting, scary time. We both have been dealing with it in our own ways, and I think that that was sort of the impetus behind this particular podcast to talk about how we've been dealing with it, but more from a perspective of different paradigms, different ways to navigate life's darkness, because there's not a way, there's your way, there's my way, there's not the way. Yeah, I mean, I think what, yet again, what you and I always come to is, well, I don't think forever we've thought this way, but I think we're, I think the reason why you and I work personally together so well is that we have come to honor that we're very different, and yet we need each aspects of what we both have. And so when, you know, this whole thing happened in Israel, what I saw in you, and I also saw it in our two older kids, was like, we're going out there. Now, we could have been in Israel, right? We made Aliyah, which means you make, we have dual citizenship, and we lived there for three years. And there's something that we always said um, when we were younger, we lived in Israel for a year when, when Baruch was in rabbinical school, and we both decided we, ha- we were going to stay. And we decided we had to leave because we knew that we could do a better job in America 
informing, educating, and leading people in that way versus being an Israeli and staying and being in that society. Like we just knew that we had to protect and serve in America in whatever ways that meant for the last 25 years. And now, you know, coming up on, on this tragic incident and these, these terrorist attacks, um, we have both kind of, ser like we're, we're finding our service in our own way. And so it does, you know, bring up the conversation. We were jogging this morning and we were like, you know, it's so interesting how you've done your way and I've done my way. And like, it's both good and it's both needed. And so, yeah, maybe we can talk about like, what is that way? From an Enneagram perspective, we're not gonna get into the Enneagram, but um, you know, it's interesting because I'm in Enneagram, I react and respond like an Enneagram eight and the two kids of the four kids that she's referencing are also in that triad, eight, nine, and one. And one's an eight and one's a one, the um, perfectionist, Justice. the reformer, but they're doers. It's the action triad. And so I saw it in myself the past 14 days at this point, I go into action to do something. Eight and one's going to do something. Nine is a part of that, but she, they go away from it. And you can kind of see it with our daughter, who's a nine. But um, the bottom line is I go immediately into action and that's overaction, that's reaction. You're a four, or that's how you react and you respond. And, and why I say react and respond is because it really was brought home to me this week. We're not an Enneagram number. It's, you're not, that's not who you are. It's where you go to survive. And I go straight to do something and you go straight to feel something. Right. And you can just see that play out with our kids, with us. And it really was brought home to me that that's understandable. It's a survival tactic. It's just not a thrival tactic. It's not a way to live. Or as well as the extreme action when you're not in your feelings and you're just head first into danger. I mean, as you know, like as an Israeli soldier or any soldier, you don't go into danger when you're angry. Right, you have to calm the body and the immediate animal instinct to charge forward, so that you can be the the Buddhist in the in the war, right? So you can see and be a clear channel. So you know, let's talk about both our bad ways. <laughs> well, I wasn't blaming you. <laughs> I was just saying how re a reactionary you are. Um, <laughs> Um, no, I was just, and you I was, weren't as all, I was just as, talking as about how we go into reaction when we're unconscious. And yeah. so our work is to get back to consciousness so we can defy our numbers, so we can choose our response. You know, that's the Frankel piece of either you're in reaction, which is fear, which is unconscious, which is survival. It has its place. When you're standing in the street and you see headlights coming at you and it's dark out and you're wearing all black, react, get out of the way, Right. That's just not a good way to live. It's a good right. way to start. It's a good way to survive. Mm -hmm. It's necessary. Now, do we want to go beyond just surviving? And that's what, you know, that's what we're talking about. That's where we want to get to. Real quickly, and this is a good segue into maybe our conversation. You know, even when you said a Buddhist response to then go fight, it, most people listening and most people I've been reading and watching in response to this who are spiritual are responding as if the Buddhist way would never be to go to go fight. And there's just such a misunderstanding of spirituality and certainly of these historical traditions. You know, for all you yogis out there, and I think a lot of you do yoga, it's a warrior practice. It's not called warrior two because it's a cute term. 
It was actually bred by yoginis to prepare for war. That's the whole point of yoga, to yoke, to harness your energy so that when you do go to war, you do it from a higher place. Buddhism, many examples of, um, of warriors and, and going to battle. Like, let's go to that place because I've heard one-sided spirituality in this time of post-Hamas terror. And that is, somebody actually literally said to me, your response, if you're spiritual, should be to hug a Palestinian. Um, there's a time and place for that. This ain't the time or place. Yeah, I mean, it reminds me, and I'm not good with my history, but it reminds me of the women in the Torah, and you don't have to be Jewish to listen to this podcast, but there's very there's a lot of instances, one in particular, Miriam, um, sorry, um, Devorah, Miriam, but also um, in the Purim story with um, Esther. Haman, Esther, and Yehudit, I think also. So there's a lot of women in the stories of that we've learned over time is before they go into action to help destroy and like an evil decree on the Jewish people, you you hear them, you you listen to them and watch them literally talk to God and you know what I call is like making themselves a clear channel not acting before they get the okay from the divine and like if you really read into those historical stories like they are stories to teach us to pause to breathe to become a vessel for God to dwell within you so then you take the action Right? I mean, I talk a lot about like, what is your spiritual service? And for some like Israeli soldiers, it is literally, you can see them on videos, go on Instagram. They are dancing, they are singing, they are praying, they are learning, they are doing what they need to do to ready themselves to go into whatever battle, the battlefield. And so it's a, it's a, it's a teaching moment of how do you blend the person who's like, I'm, I'm in, I'm going right? You are older kids versus me, the younger kids, which is more of like, oh my God, I can feel everybody's pain. I can feel the mothers who have lost their children. I can feel the babies. I can feel, I mean, all I did was become this unhealthy sponge where I, I literally didn't know if I was going to get out of bed. And so my way and his way without checking in and getting back into like divine strengths is not the way until you become more integrated in a clear channel and either so in in spiritual language it's masculine feminine and i'll say it a thousand times i've said it a thousand times it's not male female now men tend to have more masculine and women tend to have more feminine not always but by and large and we have both and my initial reaction and then also the enneagram is each number has a, a sort of a proclivity so eights are very much masculine fours i think are much more feminine and one of the ways you can understand this is even if you look at the symbol of masculine feminine don't have one in front of me you've seen it before the masculine is a circle with an arrow and the feminine is a circle with the it's a mirror so it's holding a mirror um, and so one is inward and one is outward so masculine energy is outward energy it's a do something energy it's a move into action energy 
feminine energy is a inward energy. It's a circular energy. So one is a line and one is a circle. Interestingly, penis, line, vagina, circle. So in ancient mystical traditions, these are built into the fabric of our physiology and our being. Bottom line is you need both. Right. You can't procreate without one or the other. You need both. You need both in living, an outward energy, a moving forward energy, a progress, and a con contemplative and a sit with it and a process it, right? Masculine and feminine. Right. And especially you need it in times of tragedy, in times of chaos, in times of fear. Right. Because we'll just end up, like the Enneagram, reacting with our go-to strategy. Right. I mean, think about your times, the times when you yourself have had tragedies, right? We go into this or think, you know, if you've like the last couple of weeks or a grief, a tragedy in your own life, you you go into this automatic reaction. It's some of us, right, like some of us go out, some of us go in. And then that's how you naturally react. So then we want to pull ourselves after the tragedy happens. We need other people, but we also need that both sides of ourselves to come back into right way and balance in order to pick up the pieces of the masculine that maybe you need more of. In order for you, you know, to pick up that more feminine piece, to find that right way inside of you, that equanimity inside of you, so that you can move forward, so that you can be of service. And that's what it means to defy your number, to defy your instincts, to defy your nature. Love the idea of supernatural, not as like hocus pocus, but as going, super means to go beyond, go beyond your nature. And my nature, mine is to take up a sword and chop off, you know, um, evil heads. And that's just do something, go, you know. Like you in your underwear last week, running past. Tell the story. Laugh. Sorry. <laughs> this is what you get when you do a podcast with your wife. Barrel. <laughs> Three or four nights ago, our son came in visibly scared, and he's like, somebody's outside, and they're yelling and they're screaming, and we live they're on... They're shooting gunshots. Yeah, there were shots, and it was really scary because, you know, we were going through so much, and so so the instinct of Baruch was to, like, go! <laughs> I was asleep, and then I wasn't. So, so you hear him outside screaming and he's running down the street in his underwear chasing these two kids who were like were setting fire off crackers. firecrackers but i was yelling swear words and i was running down the street only in my boxers and it was quite a i mean thank god it was nothing it's it quite comical but it, i just couldn't help it because it's the ultimate act of an eight Right? Of like your, I didn't think about it. Of the masculine. I mean, thank God, because I would have called the police and I would have like been really scared. And, you know, like I, I you know, whatever. But the, you don't even think. You see him just, he just sprinted outside. It was like, where did Abba go? Yeah, which means dad in Hebrew. And I'm like, I don't know. And all of a sudden you hear this like screaming outside. I mean, thank God I can laugh about it right now, right? That turned but, out fine. I was just saying, thank God I had underwear. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that would have been worse. Okay, so the point is, first the, of all, this that's is what our you get when you're with us. The point is, is that's our nature, and there's nothing wrong with our nature because it's, you know, it's served us to survive. The question is, do you want to live in survival mode, or do you want to ascend? 
And that, you know, coming back to our topic, it means starting with who you are, where you are, how you're wired. When I'm teaching Enneagram, I don't want, there's, you don't want to be a different Enneagram type. These are energies. It's, it's your go-to. It's about taking that, harnessing it, going to the next le leveling up, right? right? So for me, you know, what I need to do during these times, I'm, you know, the underwear situation aside, what I need to do during these times is to, as a teacher of mine, Sylvia Borstein once said in her book title, don't just do something, sit there. That's, a, that's an act of defiance for me, not to do something. Right. Because when I sit there, I start to feel my feelings. Right. When I'm in action, I don't have time for feelings. Right. I mean, you, yeah, I mean, like your nature has always been very good in tragedy. As you have said to me before, I'm not really good in the details, but like bring me a tragedy and I can like whip everything into shape and I'd be fine. Right. And you, the, the challenge is you can't live there. You have to come down off that tragedy, nervous system upgrade, um, upheaval, and like feel into what's really going on. And the way that I respond in a healthier way is to feel my feelings. But for me, as an empath, and I've said this like on on videos many times, like as a sensitive empath, I do I can serve in a much better way if I remain a clear channel. So for me, it's been like you literally taking my phone and saying, get off social media. So that was number one, because I read things, even something came through my email this morning, and it was somebody that I subscribed to that I am no longer subscribing to, but I, I carried it with me all the way here to the office, because that's kind of what happens, is that I carry things with me. So knowing myself, and then I need to... I need to stay in my own bubble. And if I can stay in my own bubble, I I do a lot of reading and meditating and talking to God. And if I can stay in that bubble, then gosh, I, I've had so many amazing things occur in the last 24, 48 hours when I have chosen to stay off of like unhealthy social media and not give energy to bullying and anti-Semitism. Mm -hmm. And I can then help in that way by doing what I do best, right? Which is helping people become a clear channel for the divine to dwell within them. So that's, I don't know if that's more mm -hmm. of a feminine way, but it's my way. So know yourself is what I'm saying. So there is a divine feminine, not again, masculine or female, but a feminine where you're in a circle working through processing, right? Like therapy is a feminine exercise, right? processing, working through. But then if you don't break, if you don't add yeah. to it a masculine component, you end up spinning and spinning and spinning. And so the masculine is now from a place of consciousness, not reaction, running down the street in your underwear, though that would be a different sight. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it would be a great time. <laughs> it would be um, an, a forward energy, moving that forward. Because otherwise, real quickly, because otherwise the feminine overdone gets stuck yeah. and doesn't move forward. And the masculine overdone doesn't con contemplate. Right. It just moves forward. So one thing that's missing in the conversation of masculine and feminine is spirit. Because if we take this to like another level, follow me. 
a lot of us don't know exactly what 4D versus 5D consciousness is. So we may go deep into that. That may be another podcast. But if you're going to think about how can I be the highest level of consciousness and clear channel that I am meant to be here, right? And nobody's nobody has a, a way of projecting that onto you. You know when you're in, when you feel good and you feel connected, you know you're there. What happens when we're in 4D, like sitting in your feelings can lead you in the hamster wheel of judgment and anger and resentment and not leaving your bed or not leaving your house. And it literally keeps you on the hamster wheel of, I, it, I don't even think it's in your feelings. I think you go straight to your head. And so one thing that I have learned to do and help others do is like, yes, sit with your feelings. And while you're sitting there or while you're acting, create a pathway. Maybe it's prayer. Maybe it's talking out loud, whatever you call it, whatever works for you. Where is spirit in all of that? Do you believe there is a higher being that is filled with so much divinity that it can actually come through you and help you to become the best version of you so that you can serve in your own way? Mm -hmm. That's not that goes, I think, transcends masculine and feminine. Is masculine and feminine this energy that we have as human beings? But then you mix the divine in there. I don't know. We have a, a whole new creation there. Well, I think what spirit is, is the synthesis, the intersection of masculine and feminine. I don't think you can get there without those two energies. That's why, mm -hmm. anybody listening... Um, the symbol in Judaism is the Star of David. It's one triangle going down. It's one triangle coming up. It's this perfect union. And so all of, you know, the Kabbalistic theory is our work here in this world is to reunite that in a perfect way so that there's consciousness, pure consciousness, and that is divinity. Mm. And so um, our work here. In ourselves, it's called tikkun nefesh, repairing ourselves, and then tikkun olam, repairing the world. We start with ourselves to get that union back because if we don't have that union in ourselves, that harmony of masculine, feminine, yeah. whatever you go out into the world and do, you're just contributing one lopsided thing. You're I'm, unbalanced. When I'm running down the street, I'm only masculine. And what happens if I caught that kid? Like, right. That's that like there's no processing in that. I hadn't thought it through. What am I gonna do? I'm not gonna hurt the kid, but um, so I needed that feminine to like okay, hold it, sit with it, process it. Now again, when you're in fire, right. you get out. Right. But that's the point is we have to create these opportunities to get out of the fire, to get back to our clarity, our calm, our and equanimity. equanimity and invite the divine back in. So, so you know, this, this idea of getting centered, soul-centered, it's not hocus-pocus. It's rebalancing, recalibrating our energies, our masculine and feminine. Yeah, it's like the two circles. If you have two circles, here's masculine, here's feminine, and then you join it, the circles are now in the middle, are joined together. And that's really where the divine dwells. That we are, and it is it is. It is utterly possible to 
to find with practice, really. I mean, the practice is you have a spiritual practice and you're, and you know, is it age? I don't know. The kids coming through, our kids, like the kids coming through are pretty amazing for the most part. And so it's, you've sat in practice of understanding, you know, like if I'm too masculine, this happens. If I, if I have no feminine, this happens. Like, so it is a, it is a practice to bring in that inner circle, mm -hmm. right? We have to illuminate it and cultivate it mm -hmm. so that we then, when tragedy happens, we of course respond. Mm -hmm. How long does it take you to get back into the inner circle, that integration? I was proud of myself, really. I mean, you're always worried that when my dog, God forbid, dies, like I'm not gonna get out of bed, right? Like that's like one of your fears. Like when tragedy happens, like there's a, a worry of like, is Ariella gonna be okay? And what I've done and over the last 20 something years is cultivate a divine practice where, and just in the last probably 10 years where I understand that I am not just my feelings mm -hmm. And I am not just this body that you see that has all these crazy emotions. And no, I am much more than that. And when I create space for the divine to dwell within me, then I can act from a place of divinity. Mm -hmm. Then I can release my judgment as, as much as a human being can. That is how we raise our consciousness. This act of terrorism and tragedy is also, and one of my teachers in Israel said the same thing, it's like, it's a war on your thought process. It's a war on how will you choose to be inside? Because if you really understand and practice and act upon the divinity within, then you do say no to evil and darkness. And there's a there's a masculine feminine intersection balance. So as an example, an overly masculine response would be nuke them. I've heard a couple of people say, just level the plate, level Gaza, right? Just drop bombs indiscriminately. That is action that is unconscious, that is coming from a place of anger or revenge. And the Israelis won't do that. You know, the Israel has the most moral Air Force in the history of humanity. Before they launch a missile into Gaza or anywhere that there's terror, as an aside, Israel's only ever fought a defensive war. That's a starting point. And when they've had to defend themselves, they first um, drop leaflets, they send text messages, they make phone calls to the people in Gaza saying, we're gonna be hitting this target, get out. They drop a warning bomb. They have like four or five checks. And all of that is a feminine. It's a communication, it's a process. And then there's a consequence that they have to send that missile. They don't want to, they have to. But that is a practical application of going to war, unfortunately, against evil because it's calls upon it, not against Palestinians, against Hamas. It's not all or nothing. It's not just shoot bombs. And the flip side, and this is coming full circle, I reject this idea of divine femininity is a higher, order than define, divine masculinity. You can't have, it's not divine if it's missing one or the other. Agreed. Because a toxic femininity is do nothing. Don't move forward. 
Don't defend yourselves. I saw a lot of women who were in masculine survival mode um, running from those terrorists or fighting the terrorists or now calling for their babies to be returned, right? That is a masculine energy of do something, Israel government, America government. And right now, as we're recording this, Israel hasn't yet gone into Gaza because they're in that, that feminine place of holding processing, back. holding right. back, making sure. Look, when America went into uh, nine, after 9-11, we didn't have the feminine. There was no process. We ended up going in for the wrong reasons at the wrong time to the wrong places. And there's consequences to that. So it is a messy thing. But if we can bring these and people listening to this, you're not probably going to war, but into our own war, into our own lives. When yeah. all this comes up, one example, I'm talking to somebody who doesn't, she's just shut down after the terror. She doesn't know how to process it or where to go. And I can see her sort of in the feminine spin. And one of the things we're doing is we're bringing some masculine energy to help her take meaningful action that empowers her. And so she's finding her project to put her energy in a constructive way. And that's getting her out of her darkness. Right, right. I mean, I think you said it perfectly. It's like you may not be in your own war, but we all have our own wars. And that's what this teacher was saying in this podcast this week was this isn't just the war of, of Hamas versus Israel. We've had many of these wars, A, uh, evil versus um, good versus evil, whatever, but this comes down to more, it's a more of a microcosm, it's, it's inside of you. And that's really also this question of, will you give energy to the bully? Will you give energy to an unhealthy masculine and an unhealthy feminine? Will you, what, what inside of you needs to come back to that circle where they both come together. Mm -hmm. What inside of you needs to be brought? I worked with a woman yesterday and it was so beautiful. So when I do like, let's say you have beliefs about yourself and that's part of something that's toxic inside of you that you know it doesn't work for you, but you believe these things because your ancestors taught them to you. It's been in your family for years and 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 subsequently, because of these beliefs, or I don't know why, you've had trauma like that. Just they support the negative beliefs, right? And so I worked with somebody yesterday, and she said, "I can't eradicate this from me. It's too masculine to." And we weren't even talking about it, but she's like, "It's too masculine to just say, here, take this from me.'" Mm -hmm. She's like, "It would leave me raw and like vulnerable." And so the idea of these things that we want to eradicate like well okay so we went we went much slower and we brought compassion and we brought the hand of god inside of her where the beliefs reside and we just brought some mother energy to nurture the places that were too terrified to to get rid of them we're not all ready to just like jump into the deep end and say, I'm ready. That's kind of what you and I do, <laughs> right? But like not everybody is like us and, and that's great because we need you. And so bringing a, like, you know, there's a time and place for the divine father and the divine mother to come and nurture and care or eradicate or move us forward. We need both aspects of the divine. Right. And I got into a debate with somebody this week who 
was pushing the divine feminine as the starting point. And it's sort of like me running down the street after the assailants. Um, one of the things I was doing was kind of fulfilling my role in our household. We, that's just, we play that sort of role to make sure we're okay, right? And so before you can oftentimes get to define feminine to counterbalance it, you gotta make sure you're okay, right? So it was premature conversation to tell me or you know, the Israelis or those who are still waiting for their babies to be brought home to get into a place where you can heal and process. First, you gotta make sure you're okay. Absolutely. Get out of harm's way. Right. You know, we're two weeks out now. It took about two weeks to get to a place where, okay, every terrorist inside of Israel is accounted for, and we've gotten most of, you know, at least the names of who's who and clarity. Now we can begin the process of process, but you gotta be able to get there. You have to step out of survival for, I mean, there's so much survival going on. There's so much to do. Yeah, I mean, but, but in general, but, like you have to get yourself safe enough to be able to start figuring out the process. But it's also like the Jewish um, process of mourning because when somebody dies, you're exempted from any obligations, life obligations, religious obligations, because the tradition understands you're in no place to do anything other than survive. And then you have the burial, and then you have seven days of just sitting in it, processing. And then on this end of the seventh day, you're expected to move out into the world to begin the process of moving forward and this is really beautiful dance of masculine feminine masculine feminine yeah yeah well i think we've said it all <laughs> I've said, i think we've said it all on this topic at this moment so. yeah i would like to talk more maybe on our next um soul center podcast about like what is this 4d 3d 4d 5d even 6 7d conversation consciousness like what does that mean and how we can pull from ancient texts even to, to lead our path towards a greater vibration, greater consciousness, because it is real. So our next conversation will be on exactly what she said, because she tells me what to talk about and I show up. So with that, we're going to resume our conversations as soul-centered. Ariella has a great podcast and offerings over at ariellahalevi.com. You can get all of my stuff at defiantspirit.org. And until the next time, what do you say at the end of your podcast? See you later. <laughs> <laughs> Live your defiant spirit. Take care. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Defiant Spirit Podcast with me, your host, Dr. Baruch Halevi. If you like what you heard, please consider leaving a five-star review and share this podcast with others. To learn more about the Defiant Spirit, get more inspirational content, or see how we might work together to live your Defiant Spirit, visit defiantspirit.org. Until then, take back your power and live your Defiant Spirit.